You are listening to the What's That Mean Post Message Podcast, following Brad Franklin's message on week one, June 24th and 25th, entitled, We Meant to Find It. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to our first podcast post message on a weekend. Brad, we just started this series called, what's it called? It's called, What's That Mean? Okay, almost like my question. Just about. What is it? (laughs) And uh, this is John and Sean and Brad, and we thought it would be great to follow up a message each week from this series and talk about things that we didn't get to talk about or ask questions of one another, banter, have friendly fire, so on and so forth. So welcome to the conversation. Thanks, Johnny. Hi, Sean. Good to be here. Yeah, it was good. So, Brad, you you spoke this weekend. I did. Do you remember the title of your message? What's that mean? (laughs) No, actually, I think the title was, We Meant to Find It. We Meant to Find It. Which is kind of the idea that says, we we all know that we want meaning in life, and we all know at some level that meaning goes missing from our life, and we... We set out to find meaning in our life, and sometimes we get you know down down the road a few years, and we stop and we go whoa whoa whoa, what what just happened? Hmm. I think probably midlife crises come out of that. So you're speaking out of personal experience right now. Uh, I have a red sports car. Since you, how are your sixties? Right <laughs> I'm not in my sixties. My brother just turned sixty yesterday. Did he my really? Older brother. Yes. You're much older brother. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my little bit older brother. You know what? That does bring up a question for me, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, all joking aside, I think that some people, because we are pastors and because we are Jesus followers, they might think that we don't encounter things like midlife crisis or the what does that mean moments. Uh, Do you ever find yourself having to explain those moments, your search for meaning moments with people? Well, I don't, I don't think my red sports car means that I, you know, have like wrestled and lost or something like that. Um, but I do think pastors are as vulnerable to midlife crises or other kinds of me- crisis of meaning uh, events as anybody. You know, pastors aren't immune to those kinds of things. And so I've been doing this here at Lakeside for almost 30 years. And there are, there are certainly ups and downs that go along in that journey. Um, sometimes you, you're like, Oh, that was re that season of my life was really productive, really helpful, really significant, which is another part of finding meaning. And then you go through times where you're scratching your head and go, am I making a difference with anybody or does, is God pleased with me? Hmm. I think that's part of meaning as well. I thought one of the most interesting things that you said in your talk this last weekend was life is its own vampire. Mm. So vampires suck the blood out of things, right? And so life has a way of sucking meaning out. And um, I thought it was interesting because I'm in a different decade than you for another few months. (laughs) Thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, somebody told me once that your 40s is where your dreams go to die. Mm. And so um, I I do think that... All people, regardless of their profession, regardless if they're a Jesus follower or not, um, experiences uh, the things in life that suck our enthusiasm, that suck our meaning, that suck our purpose out of life. And I'm curious because you you made that statement, and uh, I think we jumped into one of them last weekend, if I heard it correctly, and I think you called it the grind, the grind mm. of life. 
And so what made you think of that being a sucker of meaning? I'm more intrigued by the statement, life is its own vampire. That was never in my notes. Really? No, I think I only said it one, one hour out of four. But because I think we it's already a fantastic got phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. You're going to dress up in black for your next talk? Yeah, with, with red on it. <laughs> yeah, I, the grind, um, I, th- I think in our culture particularly, we are dialed into the, um, I don't know, dialed into the excess. Dialed, we're dialed into the peaks. We like the peaks. We yeah. like the mountaintops. Yeah. And I think we're kind of dialed into that because we consume... You know, whatever your favorite food is, you consume it, but then you want a better one of the same thing, and then you want a better one of the same thing. So there's this pursuit of always having more. So the grind, you know, appropriately named, it sort of grinds those peaks off for some people. And I think think that's part of what probably Solomon was talking about when he said, when he described it as chasing the wind. Mm. I think that's another metaphor for the grind. Mm. And it... It, it takes the peaks off. It, it takes the joy of the pursuit off sometimes. You know? What's the antidote for the grind? Because we're all, we're all busy. John, I watch, you, I watch you go 100 miles an hour all the time. Hmm. How do you keep from allowing the grind to suck the meaning out of your life? Hmm. You know, I started this habit a few years ago, where, and I'm, I'm relatively consistent with it, um, where I go on Facebook each day. And I say 10 great things that happened to me today in the hustle and the bustle, in the middle of the suck, whatever's going on. Uh, always asking God to give me perspective on my day. Um, so one of my favorite movies of all time is Dead Poets Society. Mm-hmm. Remember there's that scene where they're all leaning in. Oh, Captain, my Captain. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're all leaning in. They're listening to the, the creepy looking photos. And Robin Williams, uh, R.I.P., starts starts whispering to them, Poise! <laughs> right? He's going, Seize the day! So great. I love that scene. And uh, honestly, that that was a... It, I, when I saw that movie, literally, when I saw that movie, it changed something in me. I thought, you know what? I think when Jesus said he's he came to give us life and that more abundantly, he's talking about seizing the day for the sake of the kingdom. And, um, and so I'm always asking... Um, what great things happened to me today. But I also start my day. Uh, you talked about routine uh, a little bit this, this weekend, Brad. I also start my day asking questions hmm. that set me up hmm. for those things. So I, I really, I go through, this is my routine each morning. Uh, I'll go for a walk and I'll say, who am I going to meet today? Uh, what new experience am I going to have today? Um, what shop am I going to walk into that I've never walked into uh, today? Um, what conversations am I going to have today? And I, I go through these in my head, and I, I try to plan my day uh, accordingly. I, I try to take different pathways home. Mm-hmm. I try to not walk mm-hmm. past a door uh, that I've never been in. I'll peek my head in just to see what's going on and, and say, always asking God what, what conversation awaits yeah. It's funny because what I hear you saying is a little bit of a tension or maybe a balance is the right word between um, discipline routine, which can turn into a grind in and of itself, (laughs) and imaginative creativity. And so you have your discipline as sort of an anchor where you have your rhythms. I like to call them rhythms because they seem less boring (laughs) and less 
beaten the grind out of me. And so, and you like Gloria Stefan song, The Rhythm's Gonna Get You. The Rhythm, or The Rhythm of the Night by. Uh, oh, DeBarge. There you go. Yeah. That's, an, that's ding, an ding, 80s, ding, 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 ding. reference, yes. Okay. And, uh, and so, but there's this, there's this creativity that we have to somehow weave into our life so that it will wake us up from getting lulled into a grind that sucks the meaning out of us. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I, I know I, I do go 100 miles an hour, and I think... The little bit of routine, even though it feels like playful routine to me, um, it helps me to not notice the pace at which I'm running sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just wired that way. I, um, I also know I have to plan for slow down times. Um, but um, asking those questions along the way is, is super helpful for me. That's an interesting piece, just knowing who you are. Because part of, part of finding meaning and finding significance in life has to be about who are we. It's acknowledging a creator. And that's part of Ecclesiastes 3 that we talked about this week. It's acknowledging a creator and acknowledging that the creator made me a, made me a certain way. Mm. And I'm, mm. not, I'm not wired to go 100 miles an hour. I'll, I'll crash into the first turn. Yeah. You know? So I, I need a different rhythm than that, and that's part of who I am, and that's not a bad thing. That doesn't mean my life is less meaningful than someone goes 100 miles an hour. Oh, gosh, it, means no. it's, it just means I'm wired differently. So part of my uh, practice of leaning into meaning and significance is the practice of gratitude, mm-hmm. which I think is a little, it's a sort of part of what you do with Facebook and expressing gratitude or these great things happened to me today or something. But I'm taken with Paul's letter to the Colossians. I've been meditating on that all year this year. And I'm I'm engaged with the concept of how often he tells them with an attitude of thanksgiving, with an attitude of thanksgiving, with an attitude of thanksgiving. And I think that thankfulness, that thanksgiving heart or practice, leans us into the creator, which leans us into meaning. Hmm. Another thing that you said that I thought was really interesting to change the subject here a little bit is you talked about the idea of beauty. And beauty is a really interesting thing to me. Um, But you talked about the fact that things are beautiful when they fit their function. Mm -hmm. And so what what made you think of that? And how how do you help us understand that a little bit more? Well, I did a little research on that verse just trying to figure out what those words mean. Everything, God made everything beautiful in its time. Ecclesiastes 3, uh, 11 says that. And um, the, the way, whole way that thing is structured is there's a time for it. Even he gives that whole song, the whole poem, a time to be born, a time to die, and all, all those things. Everything has its time, and it's beautiful in its time. Hmm. So there's, there's different settings in life. There's the time setting. There's the environment setting. There's the purpose setting. And so all those different settings can create beauty, or they can be they can be harbors of beauty. Um, but they're not. But things aren't beautiful if they're outside their outside their purpose or outside their appropriate setting. There's a fit for them. Is it like when I try to hammer a nail with my shoe, John? <laughs> it's like it's just not it's not working. Those are those are my skills. That's the level of my skill. Right. I will hammer a nail with my shoe, unless you use your high heels. You have to have really good aim. You can do that. You can hurt yourself. (laughs) That is something. Yeah. I'm curious. So when we talk about purpose, 
does everything need to have purpose? How are we defining purpose? Aha. Uh-huh. Yes, Holmes. <laughs> how, would you de- how would you define purpose? Well, well, I'm curious. Uh, um, so what was, it, what was the quote that you said, Brad, about purpose? Um, you were talking about the accidental world and yeah. oh, function lining up with, with, uh, with purpose this week. Yeah, I'm just there's there's a question behind this question. I think it's easy to get caught in a trap where everything we do we we put through a a, a grid a, a meaning grid. I mean, so I guess my questions attached to this are: Can we just have fun? Mm-hmm. Um, can we just read a book? Mm-hmm. <laughs> can yeah. we just go somewhere? Can we be spontaneous? Mm-hmm. What what's the downside of thinking everything needs to have purpose or is that did i just define purpose well i think that's interesting because personality goes into that to some degree too because so for, for me i'm hardwired for perfectionism i'm hardwired for routine i'm hardwired it seems to take life seriously which means i'm hardwired to go what's the purpose mm-hmm. and i've had to learn that it's great just to have fun, you know, <laughs> but I got a plan to have fun because <laughs> I know, because I, I know it'll be good for us. <laughs> and, Come you're on. Gonna, and you're going to like it. It's going to be fun. We're going to like it and it'll be good for you. <laughs> Thanks dad. <laughs> I know. So yeah, I think, I think there's, we are human beings whom God created in his own image. And there's a, there is an aspect of, um, I think there's an aspect of spontaneity and fun in the creator mm-hmm. himself. And I think he delights when we have fun together. I think when he sees, you know, what's that verse that says um, how how pleasant it is when the brothers and mm. sisters dwell together in unity? Yeah. Is it something like that? And some of that dwelling together in unity must be that there's there are times and occasions of fun in the midst of that. That's part of what draws us together. I know we're I know we're brought together in Christ. The thing that we all share here at Lakeside together is we have Christ. That's the only thing that brings us together besides the fact that we all breathe air and drink water. But there's a lot of differences among us. But but one of the things that has to bring us together is this sense of we have fun together. We enjoy one another. I think I think God is pleased and delighted with that. Yeah, I mean, if several years ago, we decided to make chemistry one of the values uh, on our staff here, trying to, uh, trying to have a healthy staff and on the way to becoming healthy, we talked about chemistry. And I think, I think that has an idea mm-hmm. that comes along with it of having fun together, creating experiences, um, not doing the same thing, not falling into the same pattern and routine all the time and having it grind the life and meaning out of us. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've had to learn is not to, not to grieve the fact that I'm wired the way I'm wired it's like I'm not very spontaneous. I'm pretty, re- I'm re- pretty routine or regimented. So, <laughs> on good days, I call it discipline. Um, but to be able to lean into and celebrate other people who are more spontaneous than I am and appreciate that mm-hmm. and appreciate those differences. So last week we had a marshmallow fight in the office, and it seemed like it was spontaneous, but apparently it was planned. <laughs> it had been oh, yeah. planned for a week. <laughs> I, I heard Brad dropping hints about those stinking marshmallows for days. <laughs> it was great. 
Yeah. Yes, but it felt spontaneous when you pulled it off, man. So high five. Yeah, good. That's good. <laughs> the part that wasn't planned are all the children that are finding marshmallows around the office. Yeah. The children of our staff. Seven days yeah. later. Are finding marshmallows. Yeah, they was find it, them and they eat, and they and eat them. Them. Was that Jamie Borden David that said that? That her yes. kid found a yes. seven-day-old. Yes. Yes. We're creating and, great memories for children. And he enjoyed here. it. <laughs> that is so good. I enjoyed throwing them. Well, the shelf life of those things is really... A, a few lifetimes should be okay. <laughs> so I, I think you'll be okay. No, well, that was fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, you don't get down on yourself for that, and you certainly are playful. Sure, you can have fun. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, I love this. Um, I was talking with a friend about the beginning of Genesis when God is, you know, creating, mm-hmm. and um, and He put a spin on it that helped me so much. You, you know, to picture God playing. Picture God making mud pies as he's creating the world. We, Instead of having this baritone kind of voice and, you know, like we, we picture Charlton Heston saying The spirit it. of God was <laughs> on the right waters. Yes, exactly. Right. And let there be light. But to picture God making mud pies is such a, such a beautiful, I mean, it's a, it's a poem in Genesis anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's such a yeah. poetic picture. What's funny about Genesis 1, too, is some of the best scholarship on Genesis 1 these days has to do with uh, functionality. Hmm. The the whole creative aspect is creating towards a function, which gives something purpose, which makes it beautiful. Hmm. If we're talking about the kind of purpose that we're talking about right right now. Right. You know, and, and, and you look at Genesis 1, a beautiful poem, and you start to pick apart all the different parts of it. Everything was there for a function. Hmm. And yet everything that was there that God created was delightful to him, too. Yeah, he said, right? and it was very good. Right. It was good. It was good. It was it's very good. good. Yeah, I think that's God going, like, it's like the father elbowing Jesus going, I like that one. I like the light. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like to read through passages like Genesis with different tone in my voice mm-hmm. because we, we just, yeah. I mean, I just made that joke about, you know, let there be light. But you can picture God saying, this is good. <laughs> or yeah. this, is, this is good. Oh, my gosh, yeah. this is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's a fantastic picture. Well, I like that about you, John. I like that. I know. Um, one of the things I've enjoyed is that you pray to God without a prayer voice, without, you know, getting like prayer has to be somber and solemn and quiet. There's a definite place for solemn and somber and quiet in our prayers for sure. Um, we were praying this morning around our circle at staff. We have a staff prayer time and we've got some very serious health things going on among families and extended families of staff members mm-hmm. right now. So we're praying and it was a somber prayer time because of the pain and the illness that people are facing. But there's also a place to talk to God like he's your friend and you know, you're at a ball game and you're, you're chatting and you're talking to him. And mm-hmm. there's a, there's a different way of approaching God. It's like, a, it's like approaching God with a different voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's cool. Thanks for that. It's, yeah, it's a conversation. Yeah. We have a little joke with the worship arts team before we pray together on the weekends when we gather at the stage um, where we can either, we can pray or we can pray, right? So it, it became this this funny little thing where, you know, when if Josh says, hey, would, would you pray for us? Sometimes he'll do it with that 
intonation. You know, mm-hmm. that sing-songy kind of, pray! <laughs> I like that. Isn't that fun? <laughs> but it, it sets the tone, you know, for yeah, for what's happening. But there's definitely times, too, that, yeah, you're right. There's there's a time for there's, everything. There's a time for it. Oh, thanks for the birds reference this weekend, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. Did you like yeah, that? I yeah. appreciate it. One band that I know from the 60s. I, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Oh, that is good stuff. Yeah. I do have, I have a question about eternity. Uh, Solomon, you talked about uh, Solomon uh, talking about eternity being in the human heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and eternity pulling us forward. I, I loved that, that picture. Um, my question is, when is eternity? Well, that question's so easy. I'm going to let Sean answer it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Back to Genesis one, right? Uh, and God says, "Let there be light," but there's no sun. So, what's He really doing mm-hmm. there? I, I, I think what He's doing there is He's creating time as a gift for humanity. The, the other thing about Genesis one is everything is created with humanity in mind. I mean, what an amazing God we have that. He creates this world that's perfect for us. And so the very first thing that happens is let there be light. And so there's this darkness and there's this light. And, you know, we can picture how the earth is spinning on its axis. And and, and then after that, we see weather and all sorts of things that are created for us. And so this idea that God created time means that maybe there's something actually outside of time. Maybe there's something bigger than time. And time sits Almost like a baseball sits in a glove, time sits inside this bigger thing called eternity. And there's so much. And so while we have time, we also experience eternity. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I do think that there's this forward pulling sense to inter- eternity as well. So there is this, we are marching through time as it were. We're marching towards something and God has a plan for that. But in the middle of it all, we get to enjoy God. We get to mm-hmm. enjoy the idea that he has set eternity. He has set this sense of his reality. And we are in the middle of his reality. And that reality is based in, an, in a loving, unconditional, sacrificial relationship. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know if that answers yeah. the question. Yeah, well, so there, you're say, there certainly is this now and, and not yet part of eternity yes but but we are right now participating in eternity in in one way of, of thinking about that i think so yeah. yeah 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 you get john in the book of revelation you know he gets this amazing vision of these people standing around the throne from every tribe tongue and nation and i love reading passages like that and go okay when is this well it was right then so it's weird to think about this non-time place yeah. <laughs> or, or, or happening. He was participating in something right then. There always seems to be an already not yet double uh, truth in the scriptures. We already experience so much of God and yet we're moving towards experiencing more of God and we have things to look forward to. Things will be different as we move forward to that time. But yet, right now, uh, we experience God as well. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, we're trying to keep these to about 30 minutes, and we're about there. Do you guys have anything that you want to add to this? 
Well, I just want to piggyback on that last thing about eternity. This eternity has some infinite aspect to it, and yet that's planted in our finite heart, mm-hmm. which to me is expansive. I think every everything about God is expansive, mm-hmm. and yet He is intimate with us, personal with us. And that fact that he put this infinite thing called eternity in our heart, that we can't hold it, we can't contain it, but that pulls us all toward meaning and significance. In some ways, we probably don't grasp, we won't understand until we meet God face to face, but it does keep drawing us forward. It, it makes sense of the phrase that I've always heard, but I've always wondered, what do people mean when they say that? But um, the phrase, you were meant for more. Uh, like the eternity in our heart is so much bigger than mm-hmm. us. And yet that's what we're meant for. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, thanks, guys. This will be fun. So tune in each week. We will have a podcast up by Friday each week uh, following a message from the weekend. Brad, you did a fantastic job. Thank you. This weekend. Thank you. Would you do the honor of praying for us today and closing this podcast? Yeah, right on. Thanks, John. Father in heaven, thanks for today and thanks for the chance to have a conversation about you and a conversation about meaning and significance and what does that look like in our lives. Lord, I'm, I'm grateful to share the conversation with these guys and I'm grateful to share it with others who listen. I pray for those listeners that you'll bless them and uh, give them a sense of that eternity that you have placed in their heart. Draw them forward towards you. Uh, May they be surprised by the things that you're doing in their lives. May gratitude be um, a a position that we take day after day after day because we know that you, the creator, are working in us. So thank you. We love you. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening today. We hope you had a good time. We hope you find it helpful. You can listen to the entire message from the weekend and watch it on video if you'd like by going to lakesidechurch.com, clicking on menu, and then media. Tune in next week. Peace.